This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, episode 185, Captain America, Civil War, Road Trip. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did Surprise, you was that he created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to Strangers and Aliens, a podcast about faith, fantasy, sci-fi, and imagination. And tonight, we are not in our recording studios where we usually are, we are in the car! Although sometimes this feels like the recording studios where we usually are. This is our third road trip. Third! Woohoo! And we're going to see the highly anticipated Captain America Civil War. It's not, you know, it's not quite Batman v Superman level hype here in the car. Or even or even uh Star Wars Episode 7 hype here in the car. At least not on this side of the car. You were more excited about Superman than Star Wars. Absolutely, Ben. I believe we've established this before. It's a problem for me, but we're gonna keep moving. Okay, so, Ben, before we dive in here, we are, by the way, listeners, we are on our way to the theater. If you guys have listened to our road trip episodes before, you are, this is part of the course. So, we're on the way to the theater. Uh, Before we get into anything, Ben, what are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Well, I am wearing a uh, black t-shirt featuring Captain Canuck. It says Captain Canuck, I believe. Yeah, Captain Canuck Club member, uh, which I am, by the way. And following my dictate to not wear the shirt to the thing, I am clearly not wearing the shirt to the thing. Yes. And uh, I I am only somewhat aware of Captain Canuck. I bought a Captain Canuck comic once. It was just to give it to you, though. So I didn't, I didn't read it. So, Ben, what, uh, what are your thoughts here as we travel toward the theater? Well, thought number one is uh, it's going to be a late night. Uh, the movie starts at 10.30. Right now it's 9.30. I don't know what kind of seats we're going to get. doesn't matter too much. doesn't matter as much, I should say, uh, because it's not 3D. So if we're off to the side, I'm not going to care too much. If we're toward the front, I might care a little bit. But, um, yeah, that's first thought. It's a two-and-a-half-hour movie. And that means we're going to be getting done very, very late. And I have to go to the conference tomorrow. And I have a full day of filming tomorrow. Uh, So where I have to be on camera and super spunky and energetic. So that'll be fun. 
So, in other words, we're both being a little bit irresponsible. Well, maybe. We're not being irresponsible to you, our listeners. Hey, look, that, that haircut place, it's not a haircut place anymore. It used to be a pizza place, then it was a haircut place, and now it's unusual items of all kinds, including sunglasses, jewels, knives, and swords. Interesting. It looks like someplace you'd want to pop in if you were, you know, Link, getting ready to go out on a quest or something. That is hilarious. I have always known that place as the unusual items for sale shop. So, but within the last, I mean, it's only been that for like three months because it was a haircut place six months ago, I think, when I walked by there to drop off my car at the mechanic. So let's just be honest. I might not have been paying any attention until they put the sword sign in the in the window. So I'll accept that. I'll accept that. Okay, so Ben, obviously, uh, you are the Marvel guy. You have a whole Marvel podcast. So, and it ties in with the show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., this whole thing, you know, which is what your podcast is about. It's about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, like, what's your excitement level? What's your anticipation level for the film? Uh, on a scale of one to five, I'm probably at a four. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited because it looks really good. I'm also looking at it and seeing all the commercials with all the characters and thinking that's that looks like a pretty crowded movie. The screen looks crowded. The you know it, it just there could be too much going on. But there also could be some really cool stuff if it is just let's focus on the primary that was the railroad tracks. Uh, let's focus on the primary protagonists and let them have their conflict, and the other people are just background. The other people are not quite set dressing, but the the other people are are there to support the main characters, and they can do it. It can be done. Large casting in a movie, it can happen. Uh, I'm not as hyped as everyone else seems to be about Spider Man. Uh, my thinking with Spider-Man was it was fine to give him his own franchise, let him have his own universe, and and then we'd enjoy you know an extra superhero movie every couple of years. It's not that. I mean, they've now adjusted the Marvel Cinematic Universe movie uh, timeline to accommodate a Spider-Man movie and push the other things back or push them around the Avengers movies that were coming up. So. I'm not as excited about Spider-Man necessarily, but I'm I am excited to go and watch a, an Avengers movie that's going to have some of the characters that I liked from the last Avengers movie. Vision, Scarlet Witch, Ant-Man. So that's that's how I'm feeling right now. Cool. You? How are you feeling? Well, I am uh I'm pretty excited. I mean, obviously it's not like Batman v Superman excited, but I'm just happy to be going to see a movie, and I am pretty certain I'm going to like it. Uh, Captain America is my favorite Avenger. Spider-Man is my favorite Marvel character. So I'm excited to see how they do him in the movie, and I, you know, I keep forgetting that he's going to be in there. And then when I, and then when I remember, it's just like, oh, extra icing on the cake. It's going to be great. Well, I think here's the big question that we'll have to answer uh, on the way home from the road trip as we're fighting sleep and. Uh, slurping large diet cokes. Uh, will we be able to 
be unbiased enough in our own opinions to stack this up against the other movie. By that I mean, will we be able to say this one was better than Batman v Superman or will we just be stuck in our own trench and and not able to do that? Because I am hoping, I am hoping that you will leave this movie, Evan, and say to yourself, you know what? This was a better movie. Now, I'm only hoping for that if it actually is. But... We will see. It does, certainly has the potential to be. Marvel has an amazing track record with their films. And this one is... I mean, it's pretty much an Avengers movie. It's got, it's got everybody in there. With the focus on Cap, which I like anyway because he's my favorite of the Avengers. So... Um, I there's potential for me to like it better. Where do you stack uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier? That is uh, on the top of the stack of all the Marvel movies. Uh, are you saying against all all the superhero movies? Uh, against the other Marvel movies. Yeah. So against all the other Marvel movies, it's uh, it's on top. It's my it's my top pick. Yeah, because that that I mean, this is intended. I believe the way that they're saying is this is intended to be, you know. A, it's a direct sequel, obviously, to Winter Soldier. It's the Captain America movies continuing as you have uh, Captain America, then you have Winter Soldier, but in, then you have the two Avengers movies, which are, you know... I was thinking about this, how you have these tracks of movies. You have the Iron Man track, which this might be a part of that Iron Man arc, you know, but you have... You can sit down and watch the Iron Man movies, Iron Man 1, 2, and 3, and then the two Avengers movies, and you get an Iron Man track. You could do that same thing with Captain America, and it's kind of its own thing. Uh, my one son, who's old enough to watch these movies, he hasn't watched the Iron Man movies yet. He hasn't asked for them. He's not missing out because he loves Captain America, and he loves Winter Soldier is his favorite movie of all time almost. And so he's able to watch that Captain America track. And... You have the Thor track, which really it's probably the weakest of the tracks right now. Maybe Ragnarok will make us say, "Wow, that that really fit in," and and uh, the the vision in uh, Ultron makes sense now, and we care. But the the point being, uh, that Captain America line of movies is a great series, following a great character. And, yeah, so I'm excited that it is called Captain America Civil War. And as long as it, as long as it lives up to the title Captain America, I'm, I'm good. Are you hoping for a, a pretty close adaption for the comic book Civil War? Or are you just going to take what you get? I, I'm not hoping for a close adaptation. I don't really want a close adaptation because... Civil War, the comic series, did what it could do because it was tied into the comic universe. And it had the effect it could have because of that. And I didn't necessarily like the effect, by the way. I, I didn't like the whole superhero registration thing that turned, I mean, it turned the universe on its head. I know that's what they wanted it to do, but I wasn't a big fan of that. I wasn't a big fan of what they did with Spider-Man. And then what they did with uh, Spider-Man, you knew... This is supposed to change forever, but then they had to go back and erase that because it, it kind of pulled away from what made Spider-Man special. And that was awful. And, and that was – in the comic, he reveals himself. 
he reveals himself to be Peter Parker. And the reason he did so was because he was saying that he supported Tony and what and supported the superhero registration. Yep. Turning my head, see if I can turn. Uh, and so he unmasks himself in front of everyone and does the I am Iron Man moment from the end of Iron Man, uh, does it as Spider-Man in front of everyone. And yeah, there's some neat character potential there. But there are certain genies that once you let them out of the bottle, as they say, you can't put them back in. That was one that they had to really work hard to put it back in, and it was not a satisfactory way of putting it back in. So I don't want that. I mean, Spider-Man's a new character here. It's not going to have the same effect. Now, if it was Spider-Man as Tobey Maguire, (laughs) then, and I've talked about this, but if they took Tobey Maguire, put him in the suit, had him unmask himself... And say, I am Spider-Man. Well, first of all, we're adding three movies immediately into the MCU, which would be really neat. It's just expanding it that way. And then, I can't remember if it was Strangers and Aliens. It was probably Welcome to Level 7 we talked about this. So then the next movie, the Spider-Man movie, Peter Parker, Tobey Maguire, becomes a mentor to Miles Morales, the new Spider-Man. And you can have a person of color playing Spider-Man, playing the lead character under the Spider-Man mask. Peter Parker is still there. He's a mentor. He's old. And, you know, you could. There, there's a lot of stuff they could have done there. They didn't do it. They're not doing it. That's okay. I mean, you know, they've got a new guy in and his voice on the commercials, he sounds cool. Uh, we'll see if he actually can pull off, you know, I guess he's going to be in like a half an hour or so, but... Uh, in the commercial, the one line that I saw him give, I was thinking to myself, you know what? That could be Spider-Man. That that sounds like Spider-Man. I like it. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, I'm not excited about Spider-Man being there. But um, I don't want him to unmask. Let's give him his own stories now. And then, of course, Civil War is also where Captain America dies. He gets shot because he got arrested because he let himself get arrested. So before we go see this movie, Ben, let me get your prediction. Is anybody dying? Prediction one is yes, someone's dying. Prediction two is I have no idea who. But it's going to be, if someone dies, it is going to be someone we know. I don't know who, but to give it, you know, they're going to have to do another Coulson, you know, where they... If it's going to have any weight, it has to be someone we know and that we've been with. So, I don't know. I have a prediction. Yes. Are you sure you want to hear it? Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, I'm, I'm going to call it, and I'm totally okay with being wrong. But it'd be cool if I was right. And also not cool, because I think they might kill off Rhodey. Uh, is that because of the commercial? Partly because of the commercial. Yeah, I guess it is mostly because of the commercial. I haven't, I haven't watched anything except, like, the first two trailers, because I don't like to spoil it, but um, just thinking about it over time, I think it could be him. He would be a logical one. Uh, if someone dies, I think it's going to be one side or the other inadvertently causing the death. And so the other side then has even more reason to go after the side who killed someone from the other side. All these sides I'm bouncing back and forth between, but I, I think it's clear what I'm saying. But yeah, man... 
I, I don't want anyone to die. I want, you know, I want to be able to see people that we ha- we know right now go into the second generation of Avengers. And Rhodey is a logical Iron Man uh, replacement. But who knows? Uh, and then my last question for you, see if we get this right. Do you think there will be a definitive winner? Because in the comics, there was a definitive winner. It was Iron Man's side because Captain America surrenders at the end. Do you think we'll have that or do you think we will have the Superman-Batman ending where we're going to team up now against the real villain and then we're all going to be chummy going into Avengers 3? Yeah, and in the comics, they couldn't have done that. I thought they were headed that way. That, there was a series, another crossover series called Annihilation, and there's a thing with the Annihilation wave that was going through like the universe. It was a cosmic story, and I was positive that they were going to get to the end of Civil War, and the heroes of Earth were going to unite to help stop this Annihilation wave. Didn't happen that way. Instead, it ended in this weird fist fight where the people started holding back Captain America, Steve. McDonald, he hates the ending. He thinks it's ridiculous. He thinks it's stupid. He thinks it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but then Captain America steps down and, and stops the fight and gets arrested. And then that's what allows him to get shot and assassinated. But here, I think it's possible that we'll end up with a... We're going to end up with a more clear-cut, happier ending. That's my my prediction. Is I, I don't think we're going to end on a downer uh, unless it's a cliffhanger type of downer. And I definitely don't think we're going to get the Man of Steel ending, which we're not going to spoil here in case you haven't seen Man of Steel. Uh, but that ending, uh, it was a little ambiguous, and I don't think we're going to get ambiguity. Ambiguity. That's not what we're going to get. Oh, my goodness, Ben. What is this place? <laughs> what in the – this is – We have just pulled into the movie theater, and it is, this is insane. It is insanity right now. It is just swarming. With people and cars and their oh the humanity are we oh. are we I can't we I got tickets though I can't tell if people are leaving or coming or or if there's a line out the door or if that's just people leaving Ben people are people are leaving but yeah okay let's stop recording and we'll come back and we will do our drive home but oh man. Stay tuned, listeners. There's a huge group of people. I think they're coming out this way. I think the zombie horde is coming this way. I see one man in a Captain America full body suit. Nice. Nice. I'm wearing the shirt. To the thing. All right. Goodbye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have just re-entered the vehicle after finishing the film. Ben has just put the car in gear, and we are on our way home. Ben, why don't you lead us off? What do you want to say? First words after seeing the movie. Me and Ben literally like haven't spoken at all since the credits rolled. So this is the first time I'm hearing this also. Yeah, so normally we have almost a party in this van. It's just the two of us. So not as party-like, but... Yeah, we're beginning the drive home. Early morning. Yes, it is 1.30 a.m. 
birds are singing and sun is rising just above the horizon right now as we drive drive toward it. None of that is true. I see a dog in the distance, howling in the wind. The, I don't see that. You don't see this? You don't see these things that I'm seeing I think, as I drive? I think Ben has... As I hold your life in my hand. I think he's stayed up a little past his bedtime. Uh, and I'm I'm kind of scared about this drive. And we might not even talk about Captain America. We might just uh, try not to hit things. So, first impressions is, it is a good movie. I enjoyed it. I liked it. And uh, the standouts, you know, it, this, here's, here's my first, first thought was, this really was an Avengers movie. Um, I would agree with that, Ben. Uh, yeah, that's, that's my first assessment. My first assessment after coming out of the theater is... That was not a very good Captain America movie. Oh, I disagree. Disagree wholeheartedly. Because it was it was following him, it tracked with him the whole time. There's other characters who had their own arcs, which was great. Black Panther had his own arc. That was uh, it was good. He had a beginning, middle and end to that arc there. I agree with you that they followed Captain America through the whole thing. That doesn't mean the parts with him in it were really good it was a great iron man film probably the best iron man film yeah yeah the best iron man film where he's the villain and wrong and defeated at the end but other than that yeah yeah uh are we are we doing spoilers ben i think we are spoilers spoilers I don't. I don't think Iron Man was necessarily wrong whoa, here. Whoa, whoa. Maybe not with Sokovia stuff, but he he became a murdering murderer who wants to murder at the end. And you can say, oh, it was vengeance for his mom, but he still he planned to kill Bucky. Yes, that that is true. So yeah, if you want to place him in protagonist land, then uh, Evan, I'm not so sure how I feel about you know your moral center or compass. But you know, go for it. You know, there's no. I told I totally agree that he was wrong. Shake your ground before thinking they're on the moral high ground. I okay, I agree that Iron Man is wrong to want to kill Bucky. Absolutely, you have to have forgiveness in your heart. You have to be like T'Challa, who straight up was like, I'm not going to let vengeance rule my life, which was an awesome moment. And he stopped that guy from committing suicide. That was that was great. Um, I don't know. I just felt uh, more emotionally connected to Iron Man in this movie. Um, I really did feel like Cap, like in the comics, was being a punk about this whole situation. Okay, so you think he's being a punk. Now, I I will admit. At the beginning. I'll admit. Well, but that's change. That's change right there. Like, at the beginning, it's 
dude, this is not good. We can't do this because it's not good. And at the end, it's, you know, I, I know I can't do this. I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I have to. And if there's one problem I have, it's that the arc that Captain America was on was basically, I have a strong opinion. And at the end, his change was, I still hold that strong opinion. After going through all this, it reinforced my strong opinion. That's, you know, if I had one problem with with the whole, is it a Captain America movie, and is it a good Captain America movie, which is the question we ask. Iron Man 3, Avengers, you know, we we look at it, Avengers 1 and 2. Is it a good Cap movie? Is it a good Iron Man movie? Is it a good Thor movie? And in this one, I, I think it's... I think it's good for all all around. Uh, it was an Avengers movie, though. It was definitely a team movie that just spent more time with with Cap and Tony. Yeah, it it was definitely an Avengers movie. Um, I was a little bored at some parts, Ben. I'm not gonna lie. That's that's your opinion. Well, is there? Any, I don't know. Okay, so where should we go from here? Do we we talk about favorite parts, least favorite parts? What are we doing here? Because we were having a civil war here in the car. Yeah, this is weird. I... Um, Ben's got the shield up. I've got the repulsor rays out. Um, I don't want to kill anybody, but we may have to fight. Uh, just remember, I'm driving, and so that would be bad if we were to start fighting. Well, I said I didn't want to kill anybody. That includes me in this passenger seat. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, fa- favorite parts, Ben. Let's start with favorite parts. Unless you want to start with least favorite parts, so we can end on a positive note. How about that? Well, clearly, clearly, you're not positive. I have some positive things to say. They just don't come to the forefront of my mind when I'm talk- thinking about this movie. So, okay, let's just go with the favorite parts then, since you want some positivity from me. Spider Man was great. What'd you think about Spider Man, Ben? You you kind of didn't care. What'd you think? Well, he he was good. He was very good. Uh, he was a good Spider Man. I mean, it wasn't just hey, great part of the movie that he was in. It was good Spider Man. He acted like Spider Man. He felt like Spider Man. He looked like Spider Man. It was good, and it didn't feel too shoehorned. Uh, the reason for bringing him in made sense. You know, kind of a surprise. Yeah. It would have been so much better if they just would have not showed any of him in the trailer at all and just just went with it and just totally surprised people. Or even better, if they had managed to keep it a secret and the whole Sony-Disney deal not even be a part of the... I guess they, they could keep it out of the news cycle, but... If they'd been able to keep it so it wasn't part of the news cycle, and that would have been an incredible reveal there. But as it was, yeah, I, I like I like this kid as as Peter Parker. Don't know how old he is. I'm calling him kid, but he sounds like a kid, and that's that's kind of nice too. Even Tobey Maguire didn't sound like a kid necessarily. I yeah, and. I- I, I really like this Spider-Man. I'm excited to see some more of him. I love how in the newer ones, even with Andrew Garfield, they give him the Queen's accent. 
which I really like because that it makes sense because in all the comic books he grows up in Queens he should have the accent and it, it works I like it I like it a lot uh, another one of my f- uh, highlight parts was uh, Ant-Man whole time anytime the Ant-Man was on screen it was great um, and Ch- T'Challa I, I like I like Black Panther in this and I wasn't sure you know, by the way, if the audio sounds weird, it's because I do turn my head to look in the rearview mirror, and so I can't keep my mouth right in front of the microphone exactly. Evan's just not the greatest mic stand ever. But, um, yeah, Black Panther is a highlight. I mean, the new characters, so Spider-Man and Black Panther, both highlights. Ant-Man, great addition to this Avengers type of team. Uh, it's kind of what I expected. By the end, we wouldn't have an Avengers or it wouldn't be the same lineup so that they're going to have to come back together uh, when when the time comes with Infinity War or whatever they're going to end up calling it. They're changing the titles. Have you heard that? Yes, I did hear that. Uh, in, instead of being part one, part two, they're just going to give it their own individual titles, which, eh. I mean, part one, part two sounds more exciting to me. I don't care, as long as it's good. But the directors are sounding. They're, they're saying that the the movies are going to be kind of their own thing, and have their own their own feel. And so to call them part one and part two didn't exactly make sense, according to the directors who directed this movie as well. They did a great job with a large cast. Uh, when they do Avengers, I'm sure it'll be the same because, well, this was an Avengers movie. Yep. Um, let's see, other favorite parts, other favorite parts. I mean, the giant fight scene with everybody was really cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, I was, I was not expecting the climactic fight scene that we got. Uh, I was waiting to see how are they going to take this to what we've seen in the trailer with Tony, Steve, and Bucky all fighting each other. And so I'm expecting them, they come together and they're going to try and stop the super soldiers and I'm thinking okay is something going to happen where Bucky gets reactivated again and then as he's reactivated he fights uh, Tony and so Steve is getting in the way you know it's not he's not he's not himself uh, I was not expecting the super soldiers I was I was expecting that to happen and the super soldiers to be what reunites them and then we get there, and the super soldiers are all dead. Not expecting that. But I will admit, I kind of expected that when we saw that beginning scene where Winter Soldier in 1991 kills whoever's in the car, I was kind of expecting that to be Tony's parents. What a... I, I did not expect that at all. And what a crazy reveal with some huge ramifications through our Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wouldn't you agree? Well, I mean, huge ramifications for for Iron Man. I don't know about the whole universe, but personal ramifications for sure. Well, now we know how, officially, how Howard's story ends. Yeah, and I love that moment where he's (laughs) Officer Barnes, Captain Barnes or whatever, and he recognizes who is doing him in. He he knows who killed him and nice moment there. And for Daniel butcher, we have the return of Walt Disney, Howard Stark that we got from Iron Man two. Um, 
yeah, I just uh, that that was a good personal moment, and it made sense then that that was enough to turn Tony against Bucky again and and not be able to turn back because that was it was it was too personal and then against Steve because Steve knew somehow knew that it was not a plane crash that killed them knew that they were assassinated but didn't know who had done it and that was i mean that's key right there uh if he had known that bucky had done it that would change a lot of the conversation i thought he didn't i thought he did know that bucky did it no no he said tony said did you know and steve said I didn't know it was him who did it. And then Tony said, but did you know? And Steve said, I did. I wanted to, you know, I, I, I kept it from you because I thought it would be helpful. I realize now it wasn't. But he, he specifically said he didn't know it was Bucky. Okay. That does change the conversation a little bit. Uh, it doesn't change the fact that I never want to see Bucky again. Why? Because that was messed up. Because you don't like stories about people who are able to triumph over the inner demons that cause them to want to do things that they do not want to do. Mm. So, you know, Paul, when he was Saul, pretty, pretty messed up. But, you know, I mean, that's that's the kind of story we're getting here. In, in, in my opinion, uh, when we see him again, it will be because they're able to help him. To, to triumph over the, the Hydra programming. And I would like to see... I, I would like to see it not just be a deprogramming. Unfortunately, I don't think they'll do that based on what we've set up. But I would love to see it be him conquering the programming himself. But for him to say, I want to be put away before I hurt anyone else, that's that's honorable. It is. And I, I think that it'd be nice, you know, for him to recover and and go and be a hero. I just won't watch those movies because now I don't like his character. Yeah, I'm just going to take whatever you say and twist it to make you look bad. So <laughs> what you might as well want to do is just say, you know what? You're right. Captain America is not a punk and great. I, I can't uh, can't do that this time, Ben. We're almost, we're almost back to your place so I can drop you off. And so I, I think we need to park on uh, Steve Rogers just a little bit here. What is it that made him a punk in your mind? Why would you uh, give give that judgment on his character? Well, just at the beginning, uh, because he definitely wasn't a punk in wanting to protect his friend, who clearly was not in his right mind and had no control over himself. That is not a punk move. That's a great, you know, that's a good friend trying to protect him. But I feel like the punk move was refusing to sign the document. Ah, so, you agree with the document? Yes. I, d- I wish they had elaborated a little bit more on, on the document. And, you know, he did agree, finally, when he said there needs to be safeguards, but who knows what the safeguards could could even be. Um, yeah, I... I'm kind of with him on that. It's interesting that we are kind of coming down the middle. Uh... I'm with him on that because he is saying, you know what? 
if we sign this, we're not just saying that we won't do what they don't want us to do, which means what if we think we should act and they say we can't, but what if they tell us we have to do something that we can't do, that we don't agree with? And I just don't think, I mean, the way they've built his character, that totally makes sense to me that he would be thinking that way to say, you know, I, I mean, he wears a flag. So patriotism is not the issue for him. The issue is what happens if the orders are wrong. And Right, but here's my thing. Okay, so you're not you're not going to sign the thing because of those those reasons. Okay. So you're going to break the law anyway. You're going to break the law. So why not sign the thing? Keep the team together. You know that there's good reasons for having this safe these safeguards in place and then maybe later maybe down the line if they tell you to do something not to do then break the law let me tell you why because he is giving his word and saying i will do what you say but then he's holding his fingers crossed behind his back he is not committing fully if he does that he is signing something with the intention of I'm reserving the right to break my word. And again, I just, that's not his character. That's not in his character. And would you, would you sign something and say, well, I will sign this and I will follow it until I don't want to anymore. Well, it seems like a double standard because that's what he's doing with the laws and regulations of the United Nations of the United States. I'm just going to follow these laws until they don't line up with what I want to do and then I'm going to just break him. I don't I don't think it is a double standard. I he is signing off and saying you can tell me what to do. That's what he's saying. You can tell me what to do until you tell me something I don't want to do it and then I'm going to turn on you. The way it is right now, he's he's not beholden to anyone. He's a captain in the army or was. He has the shield that doesn't belong to him. But He's not working for anyone. They're they're an independent group right now that they do. They go and they do what they want to do. And they might have special privileges to go into places and stuff like that. But, you know, he's saying, I'm going to uphold the law. But if the law, if the lawmakers are not good and asking me to do things that aren't good, I'm not going to do it. And I. Again, I, I, I feel like that's an honorable type of uh, – uh, that's an honorable way for him to go. And I I could see Tony Stark totally signing the signing on the dotted line and saying, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. In the back of his mind, he's just like, yeah, right. you know. Well, he's saying we can go back and amend the thing later. But for now, in order to keep the Avengers going, in order to keep the public safe – he is. He's saying we can amend it later, but he just because he's saying they can amend it later doesn't mean they're going to. And already then are, are we are we to trust him? Tony? Yeah. Well, he's put together the Avengers and so he's he's saying we'll amend it later. All 170 nations are going to be behind us amending it. I mean, it's just I, I am with Steve on the I can't trust that you guys 
are going to uphold your end of the bargain. So I can't sign. And I'm not going to say that I'll uphold my end because I can't. There's that end, but then there's what Black Widow said with, you know, she talked to Steve. She said, what arrogance. Because he said, you know, we can't hand this over to people. The best hands to put it in is our own, which means he's, you know, I'll never be corrupted. None of us will ever be corrupted. We just do what we want and we choose which battles to fight and no supervision needed. Yeah. And I disagree with that. I agree that they need supervision, but it's they're saying this is the middle ground. But if that's the middle ground, I would say it's not middle enough. There needs, okay. There needs to be more. And and that's the safeguards that Captain America was asking for. Being told, yes, you'll get them later, but sign this now. And so he can't, you know, Steve Rogers can't later say, look, I signed it knowing it was going to be changed. And you haven't changed it yet. And now you're asking me to go on this mission where you're asking me to assassinate someone. You know, and there it is. I mean, you you can't. I just I, I I'm on his side as far as should he sign or not. I think that it's too far reaching. I do agree, though, that there needs to be oversight and that there needs to be a, a checks and balances system. But there was nothing in the context of the movie to say that there was a checks and balances system. Just that there'd be a United Nations committee that would decide what they're going to do and what they're not going to do. OK. And and I was I'm on Tony's side in the comics. I'm I'm totally like I totally understand what they're saying about you know we we want to register people who have superpowers, just the same way we register people who drive a car, and and you know own a firearm, and there will be people who break the law with that and drive without a license or drive without insurance or carry a weapon without being licensed to hold it, but. I, I'm with Tony on that, but then it goes much further than that into, you know, well, that's taking away our freedoms, our liberties, and that kind of thing. And so, but I'm more on Tony with the comics. Here, I'm I'm totally not on Tony's side. I thought I was going to be. I thought the moral side would feel like it was Steve Rogers, but logically fall to Tony, as it did in the comics. But that's, that's not the way that they played it for me. Okay. And see, I felt like emotionally the moral side felt like Tony's in this movie and not Steve's. And I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's what's influencing me because what you say for the movie does make a lot of sense. That, yes, you know, because if somebody asked us to sign something that says, you know, you, you can do all this stuff but you can't be a Christian, even though that's against the law, we're not going to sign that thing. You know, so yes, that I yes, you explaining it does make sense. But I guess I just felt like, and I still feel like, just in my gut, that Cap is even signing a code of conduct. You know, where schools, workplaces sometimes have you sign a code of conduct, and there are people who sign the code of con the, the code of conduct because I want to go to that school, or I want to work in that place, or I want to live in that subdivision, but I want that so much that I'm going to go ahead and sign my name, even though I know I'm not going to do the things that they asked me to do. And, and that's, that's not honorable. It's better to say, well, you know, I'm just going to let my yes be yes and my no be no. And I'm not signing there because that's my yes for everything you have on that paper. 
And so, I mean, that's just kind of the way I see it there. But Tony Stark, man, you're going to have to do some convincing for me to, to get on that side. In the movie? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, well. I, I did not feel it the way you're feeling it. At least I don't think so. Well, do you feel things, Ben? No. Well, there you go. There you go, Daniel. We have verbal confirmation. Uh, okay, so anything else? We, I mean, it's like almost 2 o'clock, so anything else we want to touch on before we go? I, I, Maybe when we revisit this, you can convince me that Tony Stark was in the right, but I just don't, I just do not think so. Well, like I said, it feels like it, but your argument was very solid. And feeling is reality, right? No, that is that is wrong. Uh, but yes, the Tony's story gave me the feels, and Captain America's story gave me the yawns. So that's what I'm going to say about the movie right now. My opinion might change once I think about it some more. Well, but that's a valid reaction to to anything. I mean, art, if it doesn't connect with you emotionally, um, it's just education. And it's just facts or data. And so this is apparently the way it connected with you emotionally. So Apparently. Interesting. Yeah, there's so much more to talk about. Vision. Uh blaming uh vision deserves some blame here i mean he hurt someone yeah by accident that was an accident though that was a straight up accident it was an accident but at the same time you know tony is blaming wilson sam wilson i don't think it's just sam i think it's 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 a He's like, I'm going to blast you because, well, you dodged out of the way of something that was going to really hurt you bad. No, but I would I would totally do the same thing probably in the moment because it's not, it's not the fact that he dodged him. It's if you guys hadn't done this in the first place, none of this would happen. You're the ones breaking the law. At that point, I did get a feeling, though, that it wasn't just that, that the anger he was having, in all seriousness, the anger he was having was kind of inwardly directed to, like... None of this would have happened if I would have just, you know, not done this or just not not supported this. And maybe feel like it's all Cap's fault. But you'd be second guessing yourself. Yeah, maybe. If you're, if you're holding your best friend in your arms and his legs are, you know, you'd be thinking to yourself, "Could I have avoided all this?" Yes, and that's why he, you know, Rhodey had to give him that reassurance at the end also when Stan Lee showed up. Yeah, they needed that moment. All right, let's shut this down. Okay, uh, do you want to give it a, a f- initial five-star rating here? Yeah, sure. Uh, not as good as Winter Soldier. Uh, close, but not as good. Uh, I give it a four and a half. Okay. On my gut level, uh, at the moment, once again, this could change, I'm going to give it a three. All right. Well, I guess that's it then. Thank you for listening, everyone. We want to hear what you have to say. Um, what do you think about the movie? Let us know, and we will we'll do another. If we get some more feedback in, we can do another feedback episode, but maybe we'll just, if you get us in stuff before we do our review episode with Steve, then we can we can use it there, and we'd appreciate that. And Shazbot would appreciate it, too. It gives him something, something to do. So... Um, yeah, any final words from you before we shut this down? Yes, we will get uh to the you know the the previous promised 
which one is better, this one or Batman v Superman or the other Marvel movies. We'll get to that next episode when it's not yeah, 2 o'clock in the morning. Here. This was better, but only by a little bit. Than Batman v Superman? Yeah, yeah that's my opinion. And uh, I'm going to say no. Nope. And that's where I'm at. Could change. Not right now. No. All right. Uh, well, thank you for listening, everyone. And Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Steve MacDonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you will find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com, or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers. Or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline. Just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message. And once again, thanks for listening.